Welcome to the 9 to 5 Joy podcast. I'm Christine Selby. And I'm Mappy Garcia. We are on a mission to make the workplace more joyful, and we are so grateful that you are here with us. Today, we are debriefing on the episode that we recently recorded with Nicole Vasquez. She um, shared with us her experience and her journey as an entrepreneur, like that built many companies, <laughs> and then also gave us some really insightful um, thoughts and reflections around leadership, around building culture, around success, and, uh, and career transitions. I feel there was a lot of messaging around career transitions. So we wanted to um, take the opportunity today to dive into some of those things that we learned with her and find ways in which people can, um, you know, digest them a little bit more and make them even more actionable. Mm -hmm. So we're happy you're here and join us for the ride. So there, there were really four big ideas that stood out to us. Uh, this concept of being all in on something and how that produces a lot of joy. Big decisions, clear processes, and putting people first. So I was really excited as we were getting ready for this. I was like, I want to talk about all things because I really like this idea. Uh, and it's something that I resonate a lot with. And I think Moppy, so she talked about the most joyful times in her career being when she was all in on something. So she gave the example of starting her first business, which was a co-working space in Chicago. And she was there like 80 hours a week or something like that, just nonstop. She emptied out her savings. She did all these things um, because she believed in the mission. She was connecting with the people and it was something that she was totally all in on. So even though it was a huge investment and some people might look at it and say, well, that doesn't look very joyful. She's saying, that's when I had the most joy. Mm -hmm. Um, because I was so engaged in what I was doing and I was so connected to the people that I was doing it with and for, um, and the way I was contributing that it, it just, it lit up my life. Yeah. Um, I mean, literally did like, yeah. you, you notice the way in which she just yes. completely lit up talking about that experience. That was a magical moment in the interview for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I resonated with it a lot. Not that I started my own business and, you know, worked 80 hours a week. <laughs> But this idea of like early in my career, mm -hmm. finding something that I cared about and being all in, I think of mm -hmm. a, a few different experiences that I had. And I think it's something that, this is a guess, this is an assumption, mm -hmm. but that a lot of people experience on the early side of their career mm -hmm. where they're really passionate about something. They have a really clear idea of like, I want to contribute in this way. Mm -hmm. They find the opportunity and they just go all in. Mm -hmm. And they have a great time doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think for a lot of people, as their careers go on, they advance in their careers. Um, they have multiple, they, maybe they have a family. They have more uh, priorities that they have to manage and juggle. They're, the, the, the idea of being all in seems less doable or less, less like something that seems possible. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, well... Let me go to, what do you think about that? Do you agree? I agree. And I was just thinking, you know, as we talked a little bit about mm -hmm. this before, but I, there is something that we, a place where we didn't go, which mm -hmm. is, um, we did talk about expectations, right? Mm -hmm. And how expectations are sort of the killer of joy mm -hmm. in, in one way, right? And that applies mm -hmm. to every area of our lives, I feel. Mm -hmm. uh, 
when it comes to the workplace in general, in specific, when you talk about the, those first work experiences, mm -hmm. I feel what happens is that you don't have a lot of expectations. You know, mm -hmm. you have a desire to do something. Mm -hmm. You believe in, mm -hmm. like, and again, we're generalizing, but in general, I feel that people come excited to contribute, to be part of, but you have not experienced mm -hmm. the workforce before. You haven't had a job where you are engaged in, you know, 40 hours a week for, you know, months at a time. So I feel that maybe, and this is a hypothesis, the more experience that you have in the workplace, the more expectations that you start mm -hmm. to sort of accumulate, right? So you have expectations about how other people should work with you. You have expectations about the amount of work that you should have. You have expectations about um, the next move, the next career move mm -hmm. that should happen. And as soon as you start building those, mm -hmm. you are going to have to have unfulfilled expectations at some point yeah. because not everything yeah. that you're expecting is going to happen. And then that all in, mm -hmm. it starts sort of vanishing mm -hmm. because you feel that, why am I going to put it all in if I'm not getting X, Y, or Z, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's really interesting how, you know, depending on where we're at and how we're approaching something. And again, expectations is not the same mm -hmm. as goals or dreams, right? I right. feel that there is a right. difference. And an expectation is almost like it has to be this way or, you know, it's mm -hmm. not going to work out for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel that when we have expectations, we refrain more from just being open mm -hmm. to the possibilities. Yeah. And that being open to the possibilities within a job seems to be one of the ways in which we can bring joy mm -hmm. to what we're doing because then we're more like in the present and we're not expecting right. something right. to happen. And I think there's a decision in that too, right? There's a decision to say, okay, this doesn't necessarily look like what I thought it would or maybe even what I think it should look like, but I can still choose to be all in on this thing. Yeah. So I give the example of right after... Um, college before I started my master's degree at FIU I was working as a nanny a full-time nanny four kids women and part of my role in that job was to clean the house a couple times a week and I remember being like uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, this does not seem joyful uh, but then I remember thinking okay Christine like you you have a choice of how you're gonna approach this and so I remember being like this is gonna be the best vacuuming job ever it's gonna be perfect i'm gonna get every quarter and you know it, i still maybe didn't like love vacuuming but it really changed the experience mm -hmm. for me because i made this choice that i was going to be all in on all these things and i think something we want to discuss more and talk more about is how that translates into like actually the chemicals in our brain yes right yes and sci like the the science of the chemicals and the dopamine that's released like when we achieve a goal when we feel engaged is a really big deal and actually translate into, I think, a big part of what joy can be. Absolutely. Because, yeah, I, like as you were talking about this, I was thinking about, I, I shared this with you on um, Wednesday, mm -hmm. like two days ago. I had this really full day. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I was tired. It had been a long day. It had been a very exciting day mm -hmm. too. So it, like I had felt a lot of joy throughout the day, but I was also tired. Like that joy can be draining too, like, which is weird, right? Because you're, you're, you've been like so excited and how, so high 
from joy, I guess, that that it 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 it's tiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then at the end of the day, I had to cook dinner for my girls, and um, and then I had other food that was gonna go. But anyways, I ended up making three meals at the same time, and I remember being in that specific situation, thinking like, okay, I could approach these two ways. I could feel totally miserable about this mm-hmm. and, you know, feel sorry about myself that I have to do this and, you know, approach it from a place of, oh, I just have to do this. Or I can choose to take it from a place of, um, you know, joy and service and, you know, and, and I'm going to make delicious food. And I actually ended up involving the girls, which are nine and six, so it's not like they know how to cook, right? But I gave them like little tasks mm-hmm. within the meal prep um, process. And they loved it and we had a great time. And it was like, I was so proud of myself that night because I feel that my approach changed what I was right. putting into right. and then what I was getting out of, right? And everything is like is like a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. So the more um, dreadful that you feel a job or a task mm-hmm. is, the more negative that you feel about the things that you have to do or right. interactions that you get to have or whatever the case may be, the more that you're creating that the cycle. Yeah. Whereas if you go with like, okay, this may not be completely aligned with what I want. I don't want to be cleaning houses for the rest of my life. It's not like, you know, it's not my professional path. However, I can take it as something that's temporary. That's going to help me also develop mm-hmm. some skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's sort of one sort of stage mm-hmm. in my process to get to where I want to be. Exactly. So it is really a lot about perspective. But when you're talking about the chemicals, I feel that that perspective, that thought process changes the way that you approach it. And then your body responds to that. Right. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. And then the more positive feedback that you get, the more that you're likely to continue mm-hmm. to engage in those type of things. Yeah. And I, I like what you said about like this place in my journey. And I think one of the things that we saw in the interview was with Nicole is that she she talked about mental gymnastics mm-hmm. and how as she was going through transitions and whenever she was going to make a big decision, she would put herself through mental gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering your thoughts on the things that we saw in that episode, in that discussion about big decisions. No, I think... We learn so much by yeah. it because, um, so it's all linked, right? So this idea of, okay, you're going all in, you're putting your best effort forward. However, you're going to end up at a place where you're going to go like mm-hmm. cleaning houses, not what I want to do for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. right? Or being in this job, not what I want. Or not even like that, I don't want this, but oh, I really want that other thing, mm-hmm. right? So I want to become an entrepreneur. I want to, you know, open my own business. I want to work for a different type of industry. I want to do something completely different with my career. And it's interesting that the, the a couple of the last guests that we've had have had like big transitions mm-hmm. in their lives, right? Where they have had like a career that they follow and then sort of, you know, around their 40s or 50s have decided to shift, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think we talked about those like really big decisions, how much... Um, courage mm-hmm. you need to have to believe because first is believing that it is possible that it is possible to get the job that you want that it is possible to build the business that it is possible to have the different experience but I what I found really interesting about the conversation with Nicole was that as we were talking about courage she was like but wait courage is not necessarily about like jumping out of a building mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because 
courage, and this is the way I interpret it, needs to be supported, right? In order for you to be courageous, you have to have like a safety net mm -hmm. in a way. So yes, you want to pursue that dream and you want to go for it. But I think her invitation was do it in a way that it's planned, mm -hmm. that is supported. Mm -hmm. When you take the time, she was, when she was talking about the mental Olympics, I think it was, mm -hmm. it was like, I, I give myself this much time to really think this through, plan it out, make sure that I have this or that or that covered so that I'm supported in my mm -hmm. courage to pursue that big right. dream and that big change and that big transition. And I think that it's such a mind shift because, you know, we hear so many people talk now about, oh, you just have to take the risk and go for it. And yes, all of that is truth. But I think that, you know, a lot of people still feel so insecure about doing that mm -hmm. because they feel that it's either that or stay comfortable, mm -hmm. right? It's all black and white. And it doesn't have to be that. Like mm -hmm. you, you can think about how do you build some level of comfort mm -hmm. that then supports you and allows you mm -hmm. to be able to pursue mm -hmm. that dream that you have or to find that alignment that you need. Right. Yeah. yeah. And she said something else that I thought was really insightful, which was, that making big decisions is like a muscle mm -hmm. and the more you do it the more you know how to do it mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. then you're able to do it well so I think it was a helpful um, for anybody who's making a big decision mm -hmm. I think it's a helpful episode to go listen to to think about she talks pretty clearly about the processes that she puts herself through yeah so that takes us to the third big point that I wanted to talk about look at this look at this <laughs> Which is the clear processes, yeah, right? So it's it's all like a, a little sort of roadmap, right? Mm -hmm. So if you cannot be all in because you want something different or are out of alignment with what that is, then you may make a big decision mm -hmm. that takes you closer to what it is you actually want and is going to bring right. you joy. But then in order to get there, it's important to have that, that plan mm -hmm. and then those clear processes, I feel like she kind of expanded on that so beautifully around, you know, how clear processes really support joy at an individual level, or as we're talking about the planning, but also at, at an organization right. level, right? So I really like the way that she talked about, um, you know, how in order for people to be all in mm -hmm. and to sort of see the value that they bring to an organization and feel that joy, they need to have clarity on what the purpose is, right? Mm -hmm. They need to be, uh, to feel that they are in alignment with mm -hmm. that vision. And then that can only happen if there is clarity and transparency mm -hmm. and, you know, there are enough processes or sort of, you know, just like, strategies in place for mm -hmm. them to be able to navigate those right so as we were talking about this you share a little bit about your experience now and maybe you want to share yeah. uh, on how that's been helpful in your yeah. transition into a new role so uh, about three months ago i started a role with advanced learning partnerships um and i've been so impressed now i have to say there's a bunch of organizational psychologists who are <laughs> Um, kind of guiding the organization, one, one in specific who is the executive director of operations. Mm -hmm. um, and the, what I find is 
whatever the task is, there are very there's very clear guidance and very clear support. And so it gives me the opportunity to take my skill set, take the things that I'm good at and enjoy doing, and know that when I apply that, like I'm not going to go out of bounds. I'm not going to do something as long as I'm reviewing what's been given to me, both verbally and like the documentation that's available. I'm not going to find myself in a position where I'm going to a meeting and presenting something and somebody's going, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what are you doing here? That's way off. No, because it's clear what I'm supposed to be doing, how I'm supposed to be doing it. And then I'm able to take um, my particular giftings, the things that I'm good at, and apply it in that scenario. So it gives me a lot of a lot more confidence. Right. And I think that goes into the fourth element that we wanted to talk about, which is the people first, right? So when you have those clear boundaries, and she used the example of having kids, you know, mm-hmm. and how when you're a parent, you really come to realize that you know, parenting, like kids need mm-hmm. and thrive mm-hmm. within, when they have clarity on those boundaries. And actually part of our jobs as parents and part of their job as little kids is testing those boundaries mm-hmm. so that we can give them sort of the sense of safety that, no, 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 those are there. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, be, um, we can be flexible and mm-hmm. we can, you know, find your own sort of, you know, mm-hmm. joy within those, but it's it, it, it gives you a sense of safety. So mm-hmm. I think and I think that's what you're getting to, you yeah. know, when you when you come into a new role and you have clarity on what's expected of you, mm-hmm. what are the channels to navigate mm-hmm. any challenges that you may have, mm-hmm. what are the supports that are available, then you have much more chances of feeling comfortable and knowing where your skill set sort of right. fits into that and yeah. what you can Absolutely, yeah. how, how you can function. Yeah, those. and being able to contribute because yes. like, why yes. Why are you paying me a salary? Why didn't you hire me if you don't want me to contribute, right? Yes. And so if I can contribute in a way that's aligned with the mission of the organization mm-hmm. and it's clear to me how I can do that, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be that much more of a benefit mm-hmm. to the end goal of the organization. Yeah, there is no doubt. Yeah. Uh, and you will. And you're going to thrive so much in that job. It's so good. Um, also, with the, the people first, I think that uh, one of the takeaways that we took as well, and this goes uh, much more for people in leadership positions, mm-hmm. was this idea of, um, you know, the feedback loop and the transparency. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hear so much about organizations now that they have been really put in this position of like, you need to figure this out. People are leaving and, yeah, you know, yeah. so they are maybe collecting surveys. They're maybe asking for feedback, but how transparent mm-hmm. are those processes, uh, especially when it comes to, are you really listening to people mm-hmm. and are you really taking in what people are saying? Use it, using it to make changes, to, you know, adapt mm-hmm. or to, you know, figure out like, so what? Mm-hmm. And... Um, communicating that back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that that is a really important message mm-hmm. that people in leadership positions especially mm-hmm. need to hear mm-hmm. because um, as we have been saying all throughout, the importance of authenticity mm-hmm. is like it, it permeates all of this, mm-hmm. uh, but especially this idea of are you truly open to what people uh-huh. have to say and are you doing something about it? And so that people can feel supported mm-hmm. and can thrive in your environment. As you're saying, it's not just about keeping people at the job, mm-hmm. but having people be feel safe enough and, um, you know, 
aligned enough mm-hmm. to what you're doing that they contribute and then your business is even more successful and you're yeah. going in the direction that you want to go in. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, so good. So good. Okay. So we learned so much. All in, big decisions, clear processes, and people first. So, go with that. <laughs> Put the people first. Make a process. Exactly. Make a big decision if you need to. And be all in. Until next time. Spread the joy. Ooh, and don't forget to follow us in social media, 9to5joy podcast. We are on LinkedIn. We are on Instagram. Uh, if you want, you can also email us, 9to5joypodcast at gmail.com with numbers, not letters. So number nine and number five. And, um, well, you know how to reach us. It's not that difficult. So just DM us, leave a message, leave a comment. We really want to hear from you. And uh, we're very happy that you joined us today. So thank you.